can't wait to have more of that nootropic. Like, like I want to see how it feels over time. And I want to try two scoops with mine. Hey, 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 listen. <sighs> You're being aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to film you. You're aggressive. I'm filming you. Yeah. Don't touch me. Where's your manager? <laughs> I feel attacked. Yeah, with oh, uh, with nootropics, uh, there is like some diminishing returns. Yeah, but I don't. I think you'll be fine with just using one scoop over a longer period of time, though. Okay. Because most nootropics, and we're talking about the perfect keto nootropic here, by the way. Uh, they they you take a couple of capsules, and it's just not enough of the ingredients. Mm-hmm. So with that gigantic scoop, you're getting plenty. Ooh, yeah! Didn't you say something about the like the fat solubility of it too? Yes, yes. So even think of uh, the the biggest alpha nootropics out there on the market. Yeah, uh, most of them do have alpha GPC, but none of them have uh, any kind of fat like to them at all. So in order for you to actually absorb everything inside of them, you have to take some form of fat with it. Although the, the all the labels say just take with your freight, like water or your favorite drink, wrap the capsule in some cheese. What do I got to take everything? Around here? <laughs> exactly. So perfect, perfect keto just took all the, uh, the workout. You don't have to wrap it. You don't have to wrap it in cheese. Or they, salami. They did it for you. <laughs> they added a little bit of MCT oil. That's not going to make you poop your pants, but it will make the, uh, the compounds, um, because they're fat soluble, so your body will be able to break them down, and you'll be able to take them in. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I like a lot of the products, and I found out about these guys through this guy, yeah. my brother. You know, um, actually, Doctor Anthony Gustin, he's been a supporter. The second I got on a keto diet, he was like, "Hey, I'm a big fan of bigger, stronger, faster. What do you need?" And of course, like I was just getting into keto, you know, and um, I, I said, "Hey, just send me everything you got. Let me try it all." tried the exogenous ketones and that's when I was like heavily into ketosis and he's just been a part of the the journey the whole way. I remember um when I first started Carnivore, like the I think like two weeks in I did his podcast. Uh he came to Venice and I did his podcast and we hung out and talked and he's just a go getter. You know, but by the time he was thirty years old he owned six chiropractic clinics and then uh he got into the keto diet and he got rid of all of his practices just to dive into that. And as far as I know and CEOs like the other CEO that I know that takes as much pride in his company as you, you know, he's a lot like you in a lot of ways where he just won't compromise on anything. He'll pull a product off the shelf if it doesn't have the right ingredients and mm. right quality and stuff. And I just like people like that, that are have integrity and work hard, kick ass, you know? Cool. And, yeah. and Chris, you just got his book too, right? Yeah. Keto answers. I, I actually like the uh, carnivore section. They're very carnivore friendly. Those guys at perfect keto. So actually, um, can't wait to uh, do some stuff with them coming up because I, I like everything they're doing, you know? Yeah. And that's like a, uh, is it like a easy read? Cause I know it's like a Q and a format. I haven't really checked it's, it out just yet. It's kind of fun to read because you can just skip around. I don't really cool. recommend. Um, well, I mean, if you, if you're kind of new to keto, I would recommend picking up a different book first. I would say like Mark Sisson's book. I think like actually Mark Bell's book, uh, the war on carbs, the simplest book on keto that's, that's out there. And then I'd pick up something more advanced, like, okay, now that I have some information on it, let me get all these answers, all these little nitpicky questions that mm-hmm. I have. Cool. Yeah. So if you guys want to check out that book, you can head over to perfectketo.com slash keto answers book. Or if you want to take advantage of any of these uh, products that you see right here on the um, podcast table, you can head over to perfectketo.com slash power project, enter promo code power project at checkout for 15% off everything at keto, uh, perfectketo.com. Uh oh, he got a oh. chunk of ice over here. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Homer Simpson when it all quick, comes down in your face. Quick, give him ass to mouth. I mean, uh, 
Mouth to mouth. You got this, Andrew. It happens. No, yeah, I might have to bleep that out. No, I'm just kidding. No. No, no, no. Might have to leave it in. Yeah. I mean. And then, <laughs> and then so speaking of, so, <laughs> and it wasn't uh, Mr. Christopher Borbell, the first one to get us on Piedmontese beef, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were like, I was eating it, but I didn't really know the company at all. I, I just recognized that nugget that they started to uh, put it on the shelf. And I was like, man, this stuff's really good. And w- whenever he would come over, um, I was like, man, like Nugget and Costco, I don't know what the deal is, but they got great meat. Mm-hmm. And um, started buying more of that Piedmontese stuff. But he was the one that informed me. He's like, man, I, I don't understand. They have these really lean cuts of meat, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm not, I'm not going to even bother to buy those lean cuts of meat because there's no way they taste any good. And he was like, "No, they taste amazing." Well, so the way that I, f- I actually put up a post about the Belgian Blue and bigger, stronger, faster—the big genetically mutated uh, bull that's actually all natty—and uh, I put up a post about it. Arms. Well, when I when I did bigger, stronger, faster, I remember the guy saying the the steak on this bull is leaner than boneless, skinless chicken breast. And I was thinking, there's no way. So I'm doing this carnivore diet and I'm actually trying to push protein and I'm looking away for a way to push more protein. And so I find all these ranches that have Belgian blue, but it's really hard to order. It's really rare to get. They don't have a whole lot of meat. They have like one cow. They're always out of stock. Mm. But then I saw that Piedmontese was a similar breed, a very similar breed, but it was from Italy. So they're Italian, these Piedmontese cows, like Super Mario. At least that's how they talk. Boink. (laughs) Yeah. So these Piedmontese cattle are, um, they have a a gene that gives them double muscle. That double muscle makes the meat very, very tender and juicy. And um, it's my favorite meat on a carnivore diet. I do have to, um, it is actually so lean that I have to switch up between Piedmontese and some other steaks because it's actually uh, almost too lean at some points. But yeah. I think if you were on a diet where you're eating carbs, it actually makes even more sense to use Piedmontese beef. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about like bodybuilders. It'd be great for bodybuilders to check it out because of how lean the meat is. It might rival their chicken breast that they're eating. I think yeah. it'll, you know, a lot of people prefer the taste of beef and the nutrient density of beef to <laughs> that of chicken or pork. Um, it's just e- more easily to source good beef than it is to source good pork and to get good chicken mm-hmm. and other stuff like that. So, just might be another way to do things. And you eat a mix of stuff. Like you don't care necessarily if it's grass fed or like you kind of eat a mix of different types of meats, right? Yeah. I don't think that it makes any difference. I mean, we haven't seen any difference in health outcomes. We might come later on down the road. They might do some big study and find that, you know, that the grain fed causes something, but just doesn't seem like it does. It doesn't seem like there is any reason that it would. It seems like the protein and the fat are, you know, pretty similar and it's not causing any problems for people. So, right. And Piedmontese has both. It has grass-fed. It has grain-fed. They got a big combination of of People should also know that like Piedmontese, even though it's grain-finished, it's like 95 to 97% grass-fed. So Mm. they are in Nebraska. So they're just not – like I think a lot of other companies will put like grass-fed on something even if it's not grass-finished. And like Piedmontese doesn't necessarily do that. So those are mostly uh, grass – fed but then in the winter they got to feed them you know on uh you know grass pellets and other other things like that indoors it's just the way that it, that it goes yeah we'll have to have someone on there you know from them uh, on our podcast uh, yeah. to help clear up a lot of this uh stuff because i don't know i certainly don't know it my understanding of uh some of the stuff is that all 
uh, cows are grass fed, especially to some extent. Yeah. So they, it's like, I don't know how big of a difference it makes. I, I think the important thing about places like Piedmontese is they're practicing like sustainable farming methods and they're, uh, they're all, they're just a family owned business. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, they really, they care about what they're doing. If somebody's going to say, Hey man, I go to in and out and that's kind of bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. believe in that kind of farming. I can almost agree with that. Like, yeah, that is a big kind of gigantic operation, but the places like Piedmontese that are family owned, they seem to put a lot more attention and care into the animals. And you know, that's one of my goals is to make sure that we treat all the animals good, as mm-hmm. good as we can. Yeah. And even if you don't care about any of that, <laughs> the, uh, mm-hmm. the convenience of just having it delivered to your house. Like I, I threw up on my uh, IGTV, like uh, what, what, what happens when you receive a box? Like I was training here. I got home like, Oh, what's that? Like yeah. sick. It's Piedmontese beef. Did it have mm-hmm. gold, gold wrappers in it? So mine didn't. Yeah. The one that we had here did. Yeah, so I sent think us gold wrappers. Yeah, it was, it was really high high end. You know what I also <laughs> like, and a lot of people don't know is you can cook um, Piedmontese or any steak actually in an air fryer from frozen. You can go right from frozen. Whoa, so, wait, whoa, from frozen. Yeah, you just uh, it's you got to cook it about double the time, but it, it'll cook mm. up just as uh. good. Actually, it's really juicy when you cook it from a frozen state. It holds in all the water. Really? Yep. I, I learned I, it on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Go figure, right? These Dude, podcasts no. are valuable. Maybe. I, I, I never thought about doing that because I was like, I always thought it would taste worse if I cooked it from frozen. I thought it would too. It tastes Chris, amazing. You're blowing my mind right now. Hey, but once I get home, I'm <laughs> hey now. stop blowing in SEMA. <laughs> yeah. Cool. If you guys want to get in on this Piedmontese fun, uh, head over to Piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com. Enter promo code POWERPROJECT. That's going to get you an entire 25% off and free two-day shipping on orders of $99 and above. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about here on the podcast today. Um, I had somebody uh, ask me a question uh, that we'll get to in in just a minute. Um, Basically, just kind of asking me about what I did before slingshot super training. I was just a bum, basically. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. But I got my brother on here today, and I want to ask him a few questions. He and I have talked about, and and Seema and I have talked about very briefly about Instagram leveraging. You know, we we can. We could sit here and complain all we want about social media and about these young kids today, and we can complain about stuff, right? But there's a lot of great things that come from social media. There's definitely a lot of uh, bad as well. But the good things that can come out of it sometimes are just a simple fact that you're putting yourself out there, you're showcasing yourself to people, and you're saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. And then, because that's what you're doing, then you're stuck doing more of that. And you're, you're kind of, uh, it's almost a way of we've talked before, like compete or don't compete. This is a way of like, you're not really competing, but you're competing with yourself. You're competing with where you currently are. You're competing with your former self. Um, we've talked a lot about, you know, should you compete in bodybuilding? Should you compete in powerlifting? But is throwing up a 500 pound deadlift on Instagram, like that's kind of almost enough because people know that that's where you stand. And when they see you deadlift 400 or deadlift 300, they're not as excited. So how have you utilized Instagram leverage to keep you going on this carnivore diet? I think it's interesting that uh, I say this all the time. It's just as important for me to have Instagram as the people that you're inspiring or the people that are following you. Yeah, two-way street. So I, I actually thank everybody for following me because I think it's awesome. It's like you get on there and people are like, hey, man, way to go. You look great. Good job. Mm-hmm. Well, you're kind of putting up a post because you want to hear people say that. You know, mm-hmm. Like I started growing out facial hair, right? So I put up a, a funny post oh, about that beard's sick. being fat. You know, but like, but I started growing a little bit of facial hair and most people say, well, I really like that. So you go, well, if people in real life are saying it, I can put it on Instagram and people (laughs) say, Hey, I like you with the facial hair. Right. So 
you're trying to get yourself a little pat on the back. But I use that to say, uh, look how fat I was. I can help you. You know, what do you guys need? How can I help you? And I love more than anything, like the thing I'm most proud of with you is just seeing like the posts that say, hey, I'm Mark Bell. I'm not perfect. I used to be just like you. What can I do to help you? And like that makes me so proud to see that because that's kind of what we're all about. And I think um, people like Gary Vee say this is like you give and give and give of yourself and shit just happens. And I, I truly feel that way. It puts you in a position like I'm in a position right now where I get to make a movie and we can talk about a little bit, too. But I get to make a film with Generation Iron. That's a dream movie for me to make. This is like a life's work for me. It's a big deal Ooh. of uh, shit that I have coming up. And it's because I put myself in a position with Instagram. That's the only reason. The only reason that Mark and I were on Joe Rogan in front of 90 million people or wherever he downloads he gets, it was because of Instagram. The very first thing he says is, I w- you were doing some heavy fucking deadlifts on Instagram, man. What's going on with that? And, th- and the reason that he finds that interesting is because I had a double hip replacement surgery, and he's thinking, man, if this guy can deadlift more than a lot of people with two fake hips, that's, that's really cool. It's something that can inspire people. It's something that can help people kind of find their way. So I think... Mm-hmm. We leverage it in those ways. Mm-hmm. Do you also find that you, like you feel that you need to stay consistent on your carnivore diet just because of so many individuals that DM you asking you questions I, about the carnivore diet? You know what's different about carnivore diet and vegan diet? Thank God. I think it's like a carnivore diet isn't so dogmatic. I'm like, I only eat meat. I would never eat a plant. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I never say that. I don't think anybody should actually do that. I think there's evidence that we've eaten both forever. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, the the good thing is that that's not the case because I think of sometimes being at like – I was at 7-Eleven the other day and I was <laughs> I was buying Ben and Jerry's and some dude <laughs> some dude knows me from like Instagram and he's like, dude, I follow you, blah, blah. Like honestly, I went over and I put it back <laughs> and, I, and I fucking went home. I went home. Oh, man. Because – In tears probably. Uh, no, I, I was like, you know what, man? It's like I was going to cheat and I do cheat once in a while but – it, it got me. Be great if you like threw it. You were like, hey. <laughs> well, Just hit somebody. And, you know, hit like, somebody in the guy head. was following me because he was doing, he's like following the diet and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is bullshit if I'm in here buying ice cream. You know? oh, what? I thought I grabbed a protein shake. I didn't mean to grab this ice well, cream. I was going to tell him like, there. oh, yeah, it's for my girlfriend <laughs> I don't have. Or, yeah. So I'm happy I haven't put myself, like I, I let people know I eat some other stuff sometimes. So if I go out to a burger joint. I I ain't guilty of anything. I didn't I didn't promise you, you guys anything. Yeah, you I can have, have the bun. <laughs> yeah, that's but hella funny. That's though, you're so jacked though that nobody cares. Oh uh, right. yeah, yeah. I guess <laughs> <laughs> goes right to his muscles. Yep, yep. John John Berardi was on here uh, just a couple days ago, and he kind of had the statement of how uh, they ha- they allow people to do whatever diet. You know, they they come to him for help. Um, but he doesn't want to try to like change like too many beliefs of people. And so he wants to kind of, you know, introduce small changes. So it could be something that people can be consistent with, but what he's seen and he's probably, uh, he may have worked with more people than anybody else that we know. Yeah. I mean, he's on, on a really large, uh, large scale of the people that he's worked with. And so he's just like, well, I don't, why don't I just try to put these people in a good position to, to do well and to do better than they've done before so that they can feel good about, you know, what it is they're doing. Do you feel that, you know, in, from what he said, he was like, I've seen every diet, every form of dieting work, but amongst all these different diets, all the way from carnivore 
all the way to the opposite side of carnivore, which would basically just be eating like vegetables, uh, which would be like, I guess, like a uh, like a vegan diet. Right. We can say those are kind of opposing each other. They're very different. But he said he saw about five to ten common things that people had uh, being in being successful in gaining control over their diet and losing weight. Are you of that same belief that you can utilize any style of diet? I think you can utilize any style diet. I just think that uh, people, so the people that follow me are more like me. It, it just, it's just going to be like that. You know, that we all flock together. So if you're kind of like me and you've been overweight your whole There's life. There's not a bunch of vegan people yeah. excited to follow you unless they're going to be making derogatory comments. E- exactly. Right. And so it's uh, people kind of get attracted. Oh, wait, this guy's doing a carnivore diet. Let me follow him. They're already kind of bought in, you know, so I feel like I have a captive audience for that. However, I feel like some of that captive audience are young kids and they're like 15 years old. And we have a great example. A kid was from uh, Kentucky. He was here the other day. He was actually older than that. He was in his 20s. But he was saying, you know, hey, I'm following a carnivore diet. And he was like <laughs> all fired up about it, you know. Sounds about right. And uh, and he said, hey, so what, like, um, you know, I want to get bigger. What should I be eating? And I said, rice, you know, and, and he got <laughs> really shocked. And I said, I would recommend that you either take a look at Stan Efferding's vertical diet. Uh, I said, that might be a little complex for you, but the easier way to go is just add in some white rice around your workouts. You're going to find that you'll have more energy. You're not going to be craving, you know, anything because you you just don't crave as much when you're incorporating white rice. And the kid was like, he was thin and already lean. He was already in good shape. So I'm like, why am I telling this guy, why don't you restrict a whole entire group of uh, macronutrients for no freaking reason? I, I believe if I could eat like that, that I would do that. Um, I even believe like coming up in the near future, mm-hmm. I'm kind of going towards those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think like I deal with carbohydrates very well. So it's not like, I don't think I'll ever get to the point where I'm eating a lot of carbs at any point in in my entire life. But there may be a time where hey, I'm adding in a cup of rice around workouts or something like that, just because it makes you feel better, you know? Yeah, John Brard even went as far to talk about the the body types, you know, the ectomorph, the endomorph, mesomorph. And I, and I think he he just said, look, it doesn't really matter how much you believe in that and whether you think it's like uh, bullshit or not. He's like, I think everyone can look around a gym and say, like, that guy's short and stocky, that guy's tall and thin, and that guy's somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. And so what his point was is like from what he's seen, uh, usually the taller, lankier person is more of a fidgety person. They like to move around a lot. They, a lot of stuff that they do, uh, in their lifestyle, just maybe they swim or maybe they, um, have a job where they're just more active. The, the shorter guy, the fatter guy, the, uh, the other guy might, might have a, a lifestyle that's maybe where he sits more. He doesn't move around as much. And so I think, it's really hard to really change who you are, but you can change, you know, through your diet, you can end up gaining some freedom into some other types of foods. But it's really, as we've seen, it's really, really hard. It takes yeah. a long time. Well, also, like we created a thing, the war on carbs. And I think we see more and more evidence that carbohydrates, no matter how we stack it, um, carbohydrates are going to be the problem for most people even as they age, like Mm -hmm. even as we're seeing with like Alzheimer's disease and dementia and all these things are coming from people eating carbohydrates. And you're like, well, why, why are we always pushing that carbohydrates are so good? Like, oh, cause they're younger. You know, it's like, what, what is, what are the toll of carbohydrates going to take on people? And like, I think, I kind of think you and I had it right all along 
with launching a war on carbs when a lot of people will come down on us and be like, it's not carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are not bad. And people, they keep preaching, I keep preaching. And I'm not saying that they're necessarily bad, but I'm saying we're going to see that that's the issue like coming up. So yeah. it's not to say they're bad, but they're the issue that we have to contend with. Mm-hmm. When we pull them out of the diet, we're not seeing so much Alzheimer's, dementia, and all these other things. And I'm mainly talking about, you know, these processed crappy carbs, but- we also see a lot of times that these diseases and these things that we blame on carbohydrates, and this is something that I just think needs to be said, supporting the other side of this, um, it could just be caloric. You know, it could just be people that eat carbohydrates, eat more calories, you know, because it's helping them to eat more calories. Yeah. So it could be caloric load that's doing that, but um, those things will wash out in the near future, I'm sure, you know? Yeah. And as uh, John Berardi and many others have pointed out, I think uh, um, our boy Lane Norton points it out quite a bit is that a lot of things that we call carbohydrates actually have a lot more fat in them. Sure. They do carbohydrates like a, like a donut being a good example, maybe ice cream, maybe pizza. Lane's a perfect guy to bring up. Cause I, I rely on him a lot. I thought you'd say you hate him. I was going to say me too. <laughs> I, know. I love Lane. I think he's got great information. I think the fact he's a that fun we, guy to argue with though, you know, we, we need police in this yeah. environment. Like we need people to say, no, that's bullshit. And even if he tells me, Hey Chris, that's bullshit. He won't ever be that mean to me, but like, <laughs> I know that's kind of what he means, you know? Right. Um, so I told him, I said, I think I got really inflamed by sugar. And he said, well, there's no evidence that sugar by itself is inflammatory. I'm like, okay. And he's like, however, when you ate, what did you eat? And I said, I ate Ben and Jerry's. He's like, well, Ben and Jerry's probably puts you about 2000 calories over. Cause it's about 2000 calories. He's like over your limit of food for the day. Cause you probably ate. And then you probably ate that on top of it. Yeah. So you had a very high caloric day, right? And I said, yeah, I probably ate about four or 5,000 calories that day. And he said, mm-hmm. that's probably what inflamed you in all, in all seriousness, not just sugar. Sugar can have a part of it. Mm-hmm. It can play a role in it. Um, and I think it does, but I don't think it's like the main, I don't think it's always going to be the main contributor, you know, because I, I have had sugar. This is the flip side of it. I have had sugar that are things like candy that are like really low fat mm-hmm. and they haven't had the same in, like inflammatory effects. So it's just like, hey, one is only like about 200 calories and one's 2000 calories. That is a big difference. So. Yeah. I like how, how like you even mentioned that you're going to start eating some or adding a little bit of carbs into your diet like later on, even though you don't feel that you respond really well to it because even John was mentioning in the podcast the other day, he was having some autoimmune issues. So he, he restricted some foods. And I think he took a lot of like carbohydrates out. He wasn't purely carnivorous or anything, yeah. but his issues went away. He still, he still has a lot of vegetables in his diets now, but he doesn't have a lot of carbohydrates currently. Yeah. And he was mentioning something that really made a lot of sense. I mean, as you age, your diet may, you like, you might not be eating the same way as you will be eating 15 years later, you know? And I think that's something that is really good to realize for people. Cause some people think that they get on one thing that works now that it's going to, it's going to feel great for the rest of their lives. Yeah. But you know, you're going to end up evolving just like you are with what you're currently doing in terms of carnivore and adding things in. Yeah. I think, you know, staying on carnivore forever is just kind of tough. It's kind of mm. tough to just like, pick one thing and just go with it and have it all the time. And then like, then again, like, you know, we do talk about gut microbiome and diversity and stuff like that. And why I think a lot of that stuff is woo woo and kind of BS and we don't need it. Yeah. I also think that, uh, there's probably something to it. Like if you have a diverse, more diverse gut microbiome, you are eating more variety of food Mm -hmm. that then you're able to enjoy more foods. And some people will say, who cares? You know, it's just fuel and blah, blah, blah. But like, look, we're all different in that respect, right? Yeah. If you're if you're a boring person that doesn't care about any, you know, like if you don't find any enjoyment, that doesn't even mean you're a boring person, I should say. Mm-hmm. I'm saying boring food-wise, right? You could be a boring person food-wise. It doesn't mean you're a boring person. I would say even 
venture to say I'm a pretty boring person food wise. Yeah. Like nobody's having any fun with me with food necessarily, but they're also not going to miss out because I can go anywhere, like literally anywhere in the world and find something to eat. Cause there's always going to be meat somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. unless we go to a vegan place and then I would just fast through it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. I even think that that's fine. Or I might even order something like who, like, like I said, I'm not so strict on being a car, just a carnivore. I do believe in a little bit of variety. And even when people say, like, hey, on a carnivore diet, you're going to have gut microbiome issues. You're not eating fiber. It's like I'll have two or three Quest bars a week. I'll have like different things, right? That And people probably laugh because – but those have good fiber in them. They do. Those are good prebiotic fiber. Yeah. And there's nothing – I don't think there's anything wrong with with utilizing things like that. Uh, in your diet to create that diversity or even having some bread or having a potato or having some rice. I mean, you're, you're going to get in some different foods. They're going to sneak in there. If you do eat vegetables, uh, how do you eat them? Like how do they, how does how do they sneak into your diet? The only way I really eat them is um, I'll have some iceberg lettuce. So a lot of the vegetables it's because of uh, autoimmune issues like arthritis and things like that. And the plant toxins that they have in them. So the things that I'll eat are like iceberg lettuce usually, which is like good with a burger or good with like ground beef or something like that. It kind of tastes good with like ground beef, sour cream, and some, uh, you know, some lettuce in there. The greener it is, the more like stuff it's going to have in it, basically. The more fiber and and it might cause more problems, right? There's more phytochemicals, phytonutrients in it. And then like stuff like cauliflower rice, I think is great because there's almost nothing in that either. There's not, you know, it's not as going to be as uh, heavy and, fiber and stuff in there, but yeah, yeah, but it's not going to be as heavy in any sort of anti-nutrient as um, some of these other plants. So I just kind of eat stuff like that. Like we were just talking about going in and out and getting some, uh, having some onions on the burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird because, um, so on Stan's diet, onions are a FODMAP, but yeah. on Rob Wolf's autoimmune paleo diet, they're anti-inflammatory, mm. you know? So it's a weird thing about onions. It's like, well, what are they? I don't know. You know, are they, good. Do they are they inflammatory to your stomach, but not inflammatory to the rest of your body? Yeah, I, it's a weird. You know, a lot make, of stuff's weird. They make you fart, but they help your joints and tendons. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I'm not like that's why I'm not sure, and that's why <laughs> I'm think, gonna write that down. Does, it, does anybody think, know why they make you cry? Yeah, I'm not sure why they make some you cry. sort it's of actually enzyme. Good. That's an, Jasmine asked me yesterday. I'm like, um, there is something to that. Though. I remember they, they're I, mean. I don't know. I couldn't answer it. Uh, Furious Pete told me, and you can tell your daughter this, Furious Pete, being a professional eater, he's eaten every disgusting thing that you can possibly imagine. Every part off of animals and everything, like just gross, gross stuff. Your grossest thing that you can think of, he's eaten. The Mm. hardest thing that he ever had to eat was an onion. A whole onion? A whole onion. Like just raw, right? A whole raw onion. And there's like a raw onion challenge. Like most people can't survive it. Okay, everybody go. <laughs> Three, two, one, and go. We should do that. That'd make great video. And then hit like the rower and the skier back and forth. Mm. Oh, oh my mm. god! You throw up after that. Maybe get Wait, ke- maybe get keto breath first. That's what I was gonna say. Does everybody have keto breath first? And then <laughs> just be like onion? a fire breathing uh, dragon. Yeah. I don't know if there's really like a good reason to be um, like to follow any particular diet and to be so dogmatic about it, except for if you're dogmatic about it for yourself. Because it might cause other issues for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you find out that every time that you have uh, too many vegetables, maybe it really hurts your stomach, or maybe you have a back injury, or maybe you know, or maybe when you eat too much meat, you end up in the bathroom all the time. You know, like yeah. I, I, th- I think that you know everyone's a little bit different when it comes to some of these little kind of nuanced things. Um, but I think it's like 
a matter of just finding something that you can land on that feels good, makes it feel good and allows you to make uh, progress all the time for myself with vegetables. Like I'll just eat them. Like I go to a restaurant. If I feel like, you know, I'm like, I don't know, the steak might not be like that much food or whatever. I'll get a salad. You know, I, I'll just eat it. I haven't personally noticed any, you know, difference from having vegetables. One thing I have noticed is that when I only eat meat, that I end up with, uh, I end up paying the price on the toilet. Things start to run through me after I only eat meat for a few weeks. And then um, some of our friends have said, hey, well, you got to go through that period, you know, for like two or three weeks. I'm like, I'm not going to have diarrhea for two or three weeks. That sounds foolish. Like that sounds, yeah. sounds dumb. And so I've just never even have bothered to try to blast through that point, uh, so to speak. But have you noticed any like any negative impact of vegetables, Dude. maybe other than just stomach discomfort? Not not really specifically like so it's not like I eat them and I'm like, oh, I'm so achy and everything hurts. And yeah, it's not really like that. I just do know that they have all these things in them. So I just decided to get rid of them. And when I got rid of them, I think more than anything, what happened was the digestive issues actually all went away from me. So I think I have might have the opposite, like literally every single shit is tapered like perfectly. So when I, you know, I eat meat, I have perfect poops. It's when I cheat on the diet. Like yesterday, you got some uh, wing stop. Those things are made with soybean oil and those blew right through me. And I think also like maybe there's like ranch dressing has probably lactose in it or mm. had something in it because I, I was farting all day. From that. <laughs> so, you know, when I eat off the diet like that, that would be I w- it's still carnivore. It's still meat, but right. it's got other crap in it. Those in other it. Cr- crap in it just made me like really have issues, you know. And so but when I just eat steak, it's literally every shit's tapered. Do you think it's Deprived. worth you think it's worth it to do that occasionally to have something like that that you look forward to? That's kind of fun. You think it's worth it? Well, yeah, we did this fast food challenge, right? Mm -hmm. So you did a seven-day fast food challenge, and I joined in on that. And um, I think like the day that I ate, um, I think two days ago, I ate three meals at McDonald's. And it honestly was like the best I felt in a long time. I felt like a little kid. Wow, really? I was so happy, and I felt, I just felt awesome. Like, I just felt so, like, Oh yeah, I got enough. He fat. investigated enough McDonald's because we were talking shit about McDonald's when we were on the podcast, oh. and so he he went online and like looked up their meat and stuff like that. Yeah, I just was like looking at it, go, you know what? This maybe everything I seem to look into is always just backwards, and you actually look into it, and you're like, oh okay, like you go on McDonald's website and you look, it's like oh 100 percent beef, no extenders, no fillers, blah blah blah. I'm sure you know there's probably things that can creep in there that they're allowed to say and not say and mm-hmm. whatever, but for the most part. I, I believe, you know, it's a hundred percent beef, but I did it. I went and ate there, you know, three times in a day. And then the next day I came in and I felt like leaner than ever. You know, I was like, it's, it's so weird. It, you would think you'd be all bloated and all feeling shitty and all these things. And I just go like, well, maybe, maybe things are opposite. You know, I have, yeah. I'd have to get, you know, blood work done and whatever. But I was even thinking of like, maybe just going a whole nother week of just eating fast food and get my blood work done and uh-huh. seeing what's going on. And, and blood work isn't necessarily even going to be like the answer either. Cause like who knows if it has health effects or this or that uh, other than, than what you can see on blood work. Uh, but I just find it interesting that you can eat like basically everybody says fast food is the problem, but mm-hmm. maybe the answer is actually right under our nose. And it's been in every McDonald's, Wendy's mm-hmm. Burger King, five guys and in and out. Like it's been there the whole time. And we just 
have been eating too much other shit with it. And yeah. it, might, it might just happen to be fairly convenient and fairly inexpensive for you to make a change. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and it's not saying that that's optimal, but I keep saying that optimal is like what you'll do. You know? Yeah. Before I forget, uh, somebody named uh, Craig, K-A-V-10 on Instagram from Ireland, uh, they were like, hey, I went to McDonald's and I ordered without the bun. And the guy taking the order was like, ah, Bell Brothers, huh? And he's like, yep, fist bump, boom. Whoa. In Ireland, uh, Dublin. Ireland. Yeah. I thought that what? was so cool. I know, right? Damn. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, I think we had spoke about this before where even I had heard the myth that McDonald's used 100% real beef because that's what the company was named. Mm-hmm. According to the old Google, uh, it says that, that McDonald's doesn't own a company named 100% Real Beef. So I don't know. I don't know oh, where that, that myth was like a started. Snopes, a Snopes thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll keep digging into that. But I remember that's what I had heard. I got you. Oh, but, okay. So they, they, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, we can say it's made with 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. Real Beef because that's the company name. Hmm. <laughs> That'd well, be a weird you loophole. know what? Either way, it didn't do shit to me. So yeah, I wanna, there you go. I want to so see the proof. You know, like, yeah. It's like, what is the proof? Let's oh, let's get blood work though. Hold up, you know, take your tapered shit out of the toilet, hold it up over your head, and be like, "Here's my proof." Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But yeah. I'm just like, to show people. Talk about an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. What That'd you're saying great. about like the other food that people typically have when they eat at McDonald's, though, is like they typically either get a shake, a bunch of fries, maybe a, a drink that has hella carbohydrates in it, and they add that to the meal, right? Mm-hmm. So if you actually just went there and you know, just got like a burger or something, or even without the bun, it yeah probably wouldn't be that horrible. It's probably actually the reason why, like, some people aren't in such worse health because we eat at McDonald's so much and we eat at places like that so much. I think, like, the actual little amount of beef that they are getting is actually the only good thing that they're eating. Yeah. If yeah. you think about it that way, right? Well, like, as what a are they kid, eating? Bread and meat. Yeah, mm-hmm. as a kid, when we went, you know, I would get two cheeseburgers, fries, and, like, a chocolate shake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, yeah, I love the fries and the chocolate shake more. I mean, I remember sometimes starting to eat that first and then, like, my parents would say, oh, you, you know, they wanted me to eat like the sandwich because they knew that there was like meat on there, mm-hmm. which is, which turns out to be pretty true. Like if I ate the meat, but for me, it's always, it's always that thing. It's like, I always want to go too far. You know, if I just had the two cheeseburgers, that probably would have filled me up just fine. If I had two cheeseburgers and a diet Coke, probably would have worked, probably would have went out, you know, got out the door, uh, unscathed, you know, without the French fries, without all the sugar. You can get like, um, at McDonald's, like the other day I got I, it was so much food. I mean, I couldn't even really finish it, but I did anyway. Um, but I got like three triple cheeseburgers and it was like, I think it was like eight something, like eight bucks, right? And it was like, it was just so much beef and food. And I was like, you know, this is crazy that you can get this. It's that cheap. It's already made. Like you said, I got it within five minutes. It was so simple and easy. Like I said, people are probably getting pissed at me because they're thinking it's not optimal and it's all crazy and it's not grass fed and all these different things. But I just don't see the difference in in the outcome. What are some other? That was the pile. Pile of meat. Yeah. What are some other ways you're able to uh, save some dough? Because that's the thing. People on a carnivore diet, people on a keto diet, a lot of times we get blasted with questions like, like you know, how are you supposed to do this on a but on a budget? You know, I think eggs. That's a great way to save money. Eggs are fairly inexpensive. They're fairly inexpensive. And like just ground beef by itself is way cheaper than steak. The thing a lot of people need to know is a lot of people are trying to get leaner, right? And it's said that um, ground beef and ground meats, and uh, you probably know this from talking like Stan and Brian Shaw and stuff, they actually digest quicker and faster and might be better for getting leaner even. 
you know, mm-hmm. and and muscle growth. So uh, eating stuff that's ground might be just easier, like a quicker way to get into your into your system and, and actually work a little bit better. So I think sometimes, uh, you know, people are just forgetting, too, about like just, you know, go to the store and just be smart, you know, find yeah. things that fit into your budget the best. And like you're saying, ground beef is a great option. Um maybe get some chicken thighs. Like just cause you're on a carnivore diet doesn't mean that you can only eat red meat all the time. Uh, Dr. Ted Naiman had a guy who's homeless following him. Mm. And he said, I went to the dollar store. I found a frying pan for a dollar spatula for a dollar thing of uh ground beef, like a small thing of ground beef for a dollar thing, of eggs for a dollar. And I, I made like beef and eggs. And I, I did that every day for uh, a year or something with money that I begged from people. And right. I lost 75 pounds. And you're like, what the hell? Like a homeless dude, right? And you're like, what the hell? Like, how does that happen? And so you're just showing that, like, you know, you say this a lot. It doesn't matter what you have. You can still figure it out. I think people are just ridiculous. They have absurd expectations for the amount of money that they're going to pay for their meal. Because I know people are going to Chipotle. I know people are going and... They, I think they feel like they're getting a meal for like six or seven bucks, and I just don't see how that can happen. Yeah. I think even like Chipotle, if you're trying to get a little extra meat on there, I think you're you're looking like, at like going out the door for ten or twelve bucks. Yeah, easily, right? everybody goes to Starbucks. Right. Just walk mm-hmm. into McDonald's, yeah. use that five dollars for your Starbucks, and buy buy meat with that, mm-hmm. and that's enough nutrition probably for the day. Well, I remember the uh, there, there's a meme where like you know walk into Subway like oh, I'll take a five dollar foot long okay total price fifteen dollars like right yeah. what yeah. F- what oh I use five dollars but there's right all after sorts of fees yeah after <laughs> ta- ever after everything yeah you're, but you're absolutely right I've I've fell in that hole all the time I was like oh I got a couple like cause for me lunch was always like five bucks yeah. like that's just in my head that's what I think but then you walk out and you're still spending close to ten every single time it's like oh shit well like, breakfast at some yeah. places even costs a lot of money and you get killed. Think about that. Spending $10 on Subway, you know, versus, uh, versus buying some beef from the store. Like it's just, there's not a comparison. Well, there. the amount of meat that, so the one day that big pile of meat, I think that was 12 patties from McDonald's with mm-hmm. cheese on them. And I, I counted it up. I went online and looked at the calories. I think it was 1600 calories. And so if you were to get that same amount for like nine you know like you're not going to get that many calories for nine bucks you know what i mean yeah. so i think if you look at it per I, calorie you can load up I, I, yeah. i'm gonna, just going to remove myself from the conversation because i don't know i don't even understand like i don't look at prices and i haven't for a long time but like what are people expecting to spend on food on a daily basis like i i don't have any clue you mean when they eat out just period like like what is like do people even have a number in their head? And then when I post something like of a filet or ribeye, do they even like know like they're like, oh, it's twenty bucks or whatever? But like, so, what would you spend on a like if you had a normal day? If you ate five meals in a day, like most most people that work out are eating somewhere between four to six meals a day. Let's say you have about four or five meals in a day. Most of them are home. One mm-hmm. of them, one of them's out to eat. Like what? What is that? I don't. Don't even know what that I looks like. I think most people eat carbs, and that's why it makes so much it's so easy. It's like because rice is very yeah, inexpensive. Rice, yeah. oats, and potatoes are so damn cheap, and you can fill up on them. And I think that that's that's one of the problems. Is like to eat an all meat diet, it's going to definitely cost you more money, right? It's like you can do it cheap, but it's definitely going to cost you more money than eating those cheap carbs. And I think that's more of the problem. So I think people are looking to spend probably less than twenty bucks a day which to me is kind of ridiculous. Like the only thing I spend money on is food actually. So I'm always, it's food and gas and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that like, 
the food is one of the most important things I put in my body. So I actually would rather spend money on food and eat good food, good yeah. quality food, you know? Well, so a lot of times I'm eating steak and things like that, but. Yeah, no, when I was in college or even after that, when I just had a normal job, like trying to even thinking of buying steaks was not in my in my purview. I was yeah, I wasn't was too I, much money, right? Too expensive. Eight ninety nine mm-hmm. per pound. You, you yeah, tripping? We went no. ground beef all the time back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Ground beef. I would get chicken breast, chicken thighs and drumsticks so like pe- that. That was my meat. And drumsticks are cheap. Chicken breast is cheap. You know what I mean? People so should, that would that was my thing. People should know I did uh, red meat and water in college at USC. And I did that for like more than a whole semester. Was like, that a class? No, no, no. I did that for about six months, and me and my roommate both did it, me and Justin Braun, who actually ended up being the uh, strength coach over at Montana State. Oh, wow. So me and Braun did that the whole time, uh, red meat and water, and we would go to uh, Smart and Final, which is in L.A., and we would load up. We'd get the five-pound, you know, big tubes of beef. Mm -hmm. We would get a bunch of those. I think they were only... At the time, I don't know. They were like six those bucks are, or something. Those are scary. Those tubes of beef. They, they're like Andy used to get grossed out. Mark's yeah. wife would be like, "Oh, look at that!" They, thing. they do look pretty gross. Yeah, yeah they look she crazy. Doesn't, she doesn't like those being around. So, <laughs> so um, they're called chubs too, which is even grosser. Five pound chub, big old, <laughs> big old chub. Give me two of those chubs. And so yeah. you had to. So basically, I had that and a gallon of mustard in my in my um refrigerator with a pump. Goulden's mustard. So I would I would make ground beef put mustard on it. And that's what I would eat every single day. And I did that all through college. And if I could do that through college, when I was at USC, I was flat broke. I had no money. I worked Mm -hmm. at the school bar and I was flat broke. And that's what I ate every day. I never had a problem with calories. I was still fat. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I had lost a lot of weight though. I went from 242 down to under to like 195. I would float around and compete at 198 all the time. And I was always light. Yeah. So I asked the uh, live chat, like, okay, so like, what would you guys spend on an, on one meal? Uh, the like, consensus is like, yeah, five bucks, uh, breakfast, five bucks. And then some other guy named Chris 50, if the wife goes, so we won't say his last name just in case. <laughs> Five, yeah, like yeah, where, people, oh, are, saying, people well, are saying five dollars. So, so five dollars must be fast food, right? So now the next question is, okay, where are you getting a meal for five bucks? Yeah, you're not going to Black Bear Diner for five Correct. bucks or Denny's. I'm no. not getting any real. Well, there are some those breakfast places where it's like four ninety nine. But wouldn't you? But wouldn't you but average? Only, but like wouldn't you even like? Wouldn't you even like average Denny's out to be like maybe like eleven bucks even yeah, on a cheap easily. end per person? Yeah. That's I just think one people, plate. Yeah, I think I, I'm, people yeah, per think person. it's five ninety nine, but it ends up being eleven bucks. Yeah, no, like I, even okay, they charge so, you for the orange juice, the coffee, they charge you for yeah. everything. No, even back then when I wasn't making like I was making like eight, nine bucks an hour. When I ate out, I was not eating five bucks a meal. Like mm-hmm. it was like twelve, yeah, thirteen, like is, right? it, yeah, never five bucks. Yeah, maybe a quick. minimum of double that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, I find it interesting too when when it comes to like a meal prep company. People are like freaking out over the prices, and I mean, first of all, like you know, just <laughs> learn to stay in your lane and and. Do do what you're able to do for the time being, and it's okay with where you're at. But you know, work towards something different. I I always have the perspective of nothing's ever too expensive. Just make more money. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's a good, it's a nice oh. way to like kind of look at things. Like I, I'm gonna work towards that one day, and it would be really cool if I ever get the opportunity to actually do that. But it may never happen either. Like I'm just gonna work towards it. In reality, meal prep is an you know it is a privileged thing. It's an entitled thing. Right. It's something that you earn. Yeah, like you earn you earn the right. Like so, back in the day, it would have to be like you'd have to make enough money to hire a chef and do all that. Like they've actually made it way cheaper than it's you than it's ever been. 
but it's still a thing that's of privilege. And I think it's cool to earn privileges like that. Like, I think it's cool to earn the right to eat steak every meal. You know, like it's, it's cool to make those your goals too, mm-hmm. to be able to be like, Hey, I just want to not worry about what I pay for. Food Let's also not forget that fasting is free. It is, you know, like control, yeah, you know, so is gluten. Con- control, yeah, <laughs> control, control your, uh, control your appetite a little bit, bit better and eat less overall food. And that will help your wallet out a lot. Also though, I think that sometimes I think people are just, what I see from people and it's so frustrating to me, I think a lot of people have like a broke mindset. Uh, and what I mean by that is like your mindset is a little broken towards thinking that a meal prep company, uh, their individual meals expensive because it's 12 bucks is very short sighted because is that really expensive or is that actually super convenient and amazing because it's healthy food and that you don't have to think about, you no longer have to drive to Costco. Like, are you forgetting that you drove to Costco? Are you forgetting you had to take time out of your weekend? You had to take time away from your family to like go drive to Costco and shop and do all these things. And then you had to actually come home when you're tired and you had to cook it. The last thing you want to do is spend your time doing all this bullshit. Now you have this frozen thing that you just, you ordered, it showed up to your house. You stuffed it in the freezer. It takes three minutes to cook. You can't ever get that time back. Time Mm -hmm. is money. And so it might, it might be easier for you to give up on it and be like, oh man, that shit's expensive. (laughs) I can't afford that. I think you can't afford not to do it. I think you can't afford not to go for shit. Well, you can't afford not to work Also, harder. think about what you just said about fasting being free. So think about that. It's $12 a meal, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy five meals and I'm going to fast five times. Like, that's a great plan. Like, yeah. right. right there, that plan just saved you. Uh, mm. I just saved everybody 50 bucks. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and maybe you just, maybe you do like those meals a lot. Like, we like the Monster Mash from Stan Efferding. Maybe you really enjoy that. Maybe you enjoy some of the stuff that uh, Todd Abrams has with the uh, Icon Meals. But maybe it's like a little bit of a treat for you. Maybe it's maybe it's a convenience for you. Maybe don't use it five times every day. I mean, yes, that would start to cost a lot of money. But maybe you use it once or twice a week. I think that's a, a good idea, too. I think it's a good idea for almost anybody to just have some meal prep meals in their freezer at all times. Just because you, you know, in life, we just run into things where, you know, things will just happen every day. And then you don't have time and then you're stuck. So I always tell people, I literally always have a steak ready to go. So in my fridge at all times, there's always like a steak cooked up, ready to go. There's one in there right now. If you went and checked when I go home, mm-hmm. I can either choose to eat that or make a, you know, a fresh new steak, but that steak will be in there. And if I don't eat it today, I'll probably chop it up. Yeah. You know, it'll be in Tupperware. It'll be sitting there. Um, put some salt on it. It'll last a little longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'll just, I'll eat it when, when there's, you know, there's a gap and I, you know, I need it. And so, um, I just always kind of have a steak that's like air fryer cooked up and just ready to go. You know. Yeah. No. What you're saying right there is so key because in the episode prior we were just talking about how like if you don't schedule things, if you don't have a plan for things, you're just going to end up doing what you don't want to do. Like what happens with most people? Why do most people end up eating fast food when they eat out? It's because they don't have a plan for the meal that they're about to have. So yeah. they end up going and eating crap that they don't want to actually eat, but because they don't have anything at home or anything set up, they eat that trash. Yep. Well, if you actually have like a meal prepped or from a meal prep company you got something there so you don't have to uh think like you don't have to go out and get denny's or wendy's or whatever yeah and make bad choices there it just, just makes there. it easier it's just there yeah or just order like the bell bros and just don't get the bun don't you get could do the that bun. too i mean you that's, could do that's, that too that's what makes it so convenient like i said we don't really we're not saying like hey go do this every meal of every day 
for the rest of your life. But I feel like if you had to, why, like, if, like, what if you're, um, I don't know, a cop or whatever, and you're just out all the time. And it's like, what if you have to do that? Then, then do it, do whatever mm-hmm. it takes to get mm-hmm. to what you want to be, but don't be, um, don't be out of shape and feeling like shit. Like I just keep thinking, um, for me, what's, what it is. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm an addict. And I think when you're an addict, you're always going to be an addict. So I have addict behaviors and now I'm addicted to the way I feel good, which is a great, like the greatest thing to be addicted to. Mm -hmm. And I just feel completely different about myself, about my confidence. And all this is kind of like, like new within the past, like couple months of being up here, being around Mark and his family and everything. Like just my life has started to like all come together and I start being addicted to like, hey, let's go to the gym at 4.30. Like, that'd be cool. You know, like, mm-hmm. whereas I just never was like that before. I was never that guy. It, it's been a slow process, slow move towards all these things. And that's why things like these fast food things, I don't see as so bad. Because, yeah. like, look where I came from. Yeah, know? and also, so what, like, Chris and Mark are doing, they're just pulling out all of your excuses, right? Because, like, you're saying, like... You, how many times you know, you hear people like, oh, I'm, I'm a police officer. I work nights or whatever it is. So I, I can't. The best is the baby. I can't because the baby. Yeah, I, I can't eat. <laughs> I can't follow a baby. strict diet. Don't go blaming that cute little baby. I know. They <laughs> always blame the baby. <laughs> but yeah, so that's why I love what you guys are doing. You know, like, yeah, Mark doing this this uh, fast food diet or not fast food diet, but eating fast food every single day. It's like, yeah, you can, you know, make it happen. Like, and just stop making up excuses then also with like the costco runs how many times did you go in for like i'm gonna go pick up some steaks or whatever it's like oh shit a paddle board yeah i'm gonna pick that up now too <laughs> you know you end up spending way more money by putting yourself in that uh in that environment whereas you have a meal prep company you're at home you're you, know, you should be getting ready for bed anyway so you can wake up and train the next morning mm-hmm. and then boom it shows up at your house and now your meal prep is done for the next day what, what people can't afford to do is to be the same every day you know, I want people to take that with a big dose of water every morning. Like you can't afford to just, you couldn't afford it anymore. You couldn't afford to be the same as you were before. You would be dead. Yeah. You know, you well, would. And you, each day I can't afford to not get better. Cause I'm like, I'm striving for something. And so I turned 47 on November 3rd. I'll actually be in Hawaii doing a carnivore seminar in Hawaii. I'll actually post about that. And if anybody lives in Hawaii wow. wants to go. So me and Dr. Baker are doing a carnivore seminar um, for the my rock's going to be there, right? Maybe he better be. Right. And I want to be in the best shape of my life. I turned 47 years old. And so like, I'm, I'm striving for something. I'm, I'm going to just like in the next month, just kind of go nuts with you and just get in the best shape that I can. Is spam carnivore? It could be. Yeah. Cole Robinson has done mm. a spam diet. I think really? spam has a lot of sugar in it, right? I don't know. It's don't delicious it though. <laughs> it I, actually, delicious. I don't think it does. He, yeah. Cole Robinson, uh, the snake, diet guy he does a lot of stuff like that because he's had people say the same thing about price mm-hmm. and so he's like gotten like disgusting foods that are really 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 super <laughs> cheap and he just lives off of just those the just head kinda, cheese diet he had like uh like a can of like peas and like i don't know he was doing a bunch of weird stuff <laughs> what is the grossest thing like head but, cheese but he actually said it was Never all really head good cheese. head mm-hmm. cheese isn't actually bad have you had it? I've yeah, never yeah, had it. Yeah, yeah it's it actually look, pretty good. It looks gross. It's like all jello. I don't know why it's called that. Right, what is head cheese? I have I no know. idea. You'd have to this look is it up. brand new to me. I'm, I'm, pull, I'll bring it's it like, up. Uh, pull that up over there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like it's like duck and liver and stuff or something, right? Or, I think it's, I don't know. It's all gelatinous like fat. Yeah, it's it supposed like. to be good for you. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it's like the next thing now. We'd be like all eating head cheese. Yeah. Well, like, hey, you know. Hey. Tuna and sardines are pretty good. Well, remember we talked about like liver and heart and all that and we thought it was so weird and then I started eating it. 
And um, I I did it for a month straight. Mm-hmm. I actually probably go back to eating liver. I just actually took a break for the fast food challenge. Yeah, I didn't think liver and fast food like went together well, mm-hmm. so I stopped doing it for that. But um, also, so everybody knows, liver is also pretty damn inexpensive. Like in yeah, comparison to really, steak and stuff, if you really go to a butcher, cheap. it's cheap. So what's nice about liver is adding liver into my diet. I ate less steak, right? So liver, it's five bucks for like a pound or something. So mm-hmm. um, and you only need about four ounces at, at a time. Yeah. You also feel that when you eat more nutrients, like when you're, when you're kind of like, it's like a scavenging all day long for a lot of nutrients that you end up just eating less too. Yeah. So what I, I, what I like to pack all the nutrients in. That's why when I do the liver, it's really nice. Cause you get the liver and you get a lot of nutrients in at once. And then, um, I don't feel hungry. Usually I don't feel like I need other stuff. And I also found that, um, I, you know, I think that, you can get leaner by pushing protein higher. I definitely do. Yeah. But I also feel like I was wrong in a way because I actually was like really afraid of fat. And I think I feel a lot better with more fat. So I'm going to start playing around with like more fat. And I've actually been reading a lot more about people using more fat to even get like leaner. Mm-hmm. However, there's got to be there's there's some weird point here where like uh, nobody's explored it really on a bodybuilding level. They've only explored it in a level of like um, disease prevention and different things like that. And they, they do do it from a body composition point of view, but not more like a, more like a skinny person, body composition point of view. I haven't seen anybody really push this with bodybuilding, like more of the higher fat stuff. Actually, Robert Sykes probably does. Who's keto savage. He's probably the one guy that would have more information on this. I've seen some people and just from just my own uh, personal experience, you know, do like a keto diet for a while, maybe for two or three weeks and get the fats up really high and then pull the fat well, out and have a little bit, you know, leaner meats for a little while. And that actually works really good in terms of body composition, but it only works for a short period of time. You're starting to rob yourself of a lot of the things that you need and you start to really feel like shit. I think that's what but I, I was think, doing. Was- but I think short term, you know, if you're just trying to like tighten up for just a few days, not probably not a bad idea. Well, it's a protein yeah. sparing modified fast, which is like what was happening was I was eating Piedmontese and I was eating like two or three Piedmontese steaks every day mm-hmm. and realizing at the end of the day, I only had about 18 grams of fat. That's crazy. That's but I felt really low. Like I felt like I was eating so much food, but right. you know, at the end of the day, when you count up all the fat, you're like, Oh, there's like six grams of fat in each steak. Mm-hmm. And that's all I was getting, you know, and I, maybe I would put some butter on it or whatever. So probably, more like 40, 50 grams of fat, but that's not a whole lot on a keto diet, right? And for a guy like your size. When I would go up more like to 150 grams of fat, I would just feel a lot better, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm just going to play around with that a little bit more and see how that feels. Yeah, and just like, you know, Again, um, John Barardi was talking about this the other day too. Like, you, if you're not having a lot of carbs, you need to have a lot of fats. If you're not having a lot of fats, yeah. you need something have, to pull from. Have you ever had a keto brick? A keto brick? Yeah. What is that? So Robert Sykes, who I just talked about, Keto Savage, he makes these things called keto bricks, which are basically these bricks of fat. They're a thousand calorie bar. It's not really intended to be eaten like all at once or like it, it's intended. Yeah, it's to, pretty big. It's a supplement. So yeah. it's like basically like it's a fat supplement. So Does you it taste good? It tastes Amazing, and it he just came out good. with uh, peanut butter ones. You just, so when you chip chip at it with like a knife or a fork, and it like it's kind of like having part. an Easter bunny. You know, like like you kind of <laughs> yeah. chip away at it. It's a uh-huh. thousand calories. You take a little piece here and there uh-huh. every once in a while. But what I like about it is that um, on a Piedmontese type diet, so I'll eat like a Piedmontese, break off a little bit of a keto brick. So I was actually going to order some of those uh, up this week and, and just go with that. They have a new peanut butter one out here. Is like. Mm. 
That actually, that sounds amazing. It's, so it's it's all made with cacao butter and like sea salt. And mm-hmm. um, you would actually love, you guys need to have, you haven't had Robert Sykes on, have you? Nope. We need to get Keto Savage. We need to probably actually get him here because he's a, he's a little guy like me, but he's a bodybuilder. He's shredded, jacked hmm. and shredded. And uh, he's an entrepreneur. Good Was he guy. like that for a majority of his bodybuilding career or did he start He's off always on been the, keto. He's always and he's, been And he's keto. natural, so. That's a really interesting person to want to talk to. Like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah and Seema would dig him. Yeah, DJ is always having this oh, keto yeah. brick. You know, so uh, DJ is good friends. I think he works with them a little bit. And so does, um, they have a couple people that, that work with them. They have a guy who was a cop. They have a cool company and they have a guy who was like a cop who actually quit being a cop and work for them because he fixed all his mental health issues through a ketogenic diet. His mental health issues. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Yeah. And he was having a lot of issues with PTSD and on the job incidents that had happened, like things that he'd seen on the job that were pretty bad. And then, uh, and military stuff. Mm -hmm. And then um, he started doing keto and it totally uh, fixed his brain. And then he started working with a keto brick. Yeah. And then, so back to uh, head cheese and it took me a minute because oh, I, I didn't i didn't Thank know God. what i was looking for but head cheese is not a dairy cheese but a meat jelly often made with <laughs> flesh from the head of a calf or a pig meat jelly meat jelly yeah hashtag meat jelly <laughs> yeah and <laughs> i think i've awful. had it before like i think like they they serve it um they serve it maybe at like pubs they serve it yeah, like it's a european thing yeah right they sounds serve, yeah. like it it's a McHead cheese. Sandwich. It's one of those things where you're like, what is that? And then you try it and you're like, ah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Kind of surprising. It's not amazing. It's not like <laughs> the best thing you ever had, but it's also not disgusting. It doesn't look good though. What is menudo? Isn't that some gross? It's like, not, yeah, it's basically weird. like, uh, is it brains or no? No, it's, uh, um, What's hmm. the uh, what's the stomach lining tripe? Oh, tripe! Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Tripe. Oh, so <laughs> I saw they have tripe at Nugget. You could buy yeah. It. Beef I mean, tripe. every Mexican family has that whenever we have a big gathering. Like they usually have it for breakfast. Yeah, but I'm just like, you guys know that this is all the shit that you couldn't make anything else with. So you just put it into a pot and boiled it, and you have menudo. Huh. That's what it is. That and uh, hominy. Isn't chorizo like that too? No, chorizo is delicious. But I mean, it's delicious. <laughs> what is that? Isn't what, it what like, is that? I have no idea what's in that, and I don't want to know. Chori- no, <laughs> it's just. It's, I think it's mainly just sausage. Yeah, it's a sausage. Spices, but I don't right? know what's inside of that. Just look, look it up. No, we're good. Okay, we're you good. Don't want to. We're All good. Right. All right, you know let's not ruin a good thing. Chicharrones. What is this yeah. you got on the screen? Is that spotted it's dick? Head cheese. <laughs> you ever heard of that? That's like a meat or something too, right? Or is that a vegetable? <laughs> spotted dick. Yeah, spotted dick. Look it up. There's actually something oh that I don't goodness. even think you can bring it bring it up. But cow pizzle? No, there's okay. actually. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I want to ruin there's the actually search meatballs. <laughs> there's meatballs that are a, a homosexual slang term. Wait, what? There's oh meatballs. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, it's almost like too yeah, bad you spotted, can't even bring it up. There's spotted dick. What is it? <laughs> spotted dick sponge. Know, what is this? <laughs> spotted dick sponge. <laughs> Get some oh, of it's cake. It's cake. It's cake. But it's sponge cake. Why, why did they make it like that? Though, like, yeah, kind of like, like, like a spotted dick with boozy custard. It kind of has a butt. It kind of has a butthole. When you put it in, it comes out spotted. Would you like my spotted dick? Hey, with what's some the Heinz? boozy custard? Look, there's a Heinz spotted Heinz dick. What's spotted that? Dick. Sponge oh, pudding. Man, it's pudding. Spotted dick sponge pudding. What is in it? <laughs> it's what goes in and comes out spotted. Right, yeah. But it looks uh, looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, rewind meatball. Uh, you were just oh, talking about this this for, meatball thing. For, Gay meatballs? Yeah, it's an F word. Oh, wait. It's actually wait. The, it's a food that's called. 
Yeah. <laughs> type that in. Type it in. Type it in. I don't think we could say it, but maybe we could show it. Hold on. What, can I t- what, what is it? I, it's faggot is oh. the word. <laughs> I'll let him say it. It's his yeah. show. Yeah. I mean, but I, it, followed this, by what? Like for, food? Faggot well, t- type, in four, type in four faggots. See what comes up. Wait, no. no. Wait, uh, that's not going to be Well, I don't know because it's, it's a... Like, is that the brand? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be us. It's going to be us. Mr. Brains. Hey, you said... You okay. said four faggots. I could have swore a picture of all four of us. Were gonna wow. Yeah. That's real. A picture of the podcast. It's me. That's what we're going to name so this podcast episode. It's, it's British, right? I They're think. probably like, these aren't selling. We don't understand. Like over the last couple of years, we really took a dive. Mr. Bronze, four faggots. Wow. Uh, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder like what like yeah, what does why? it mean over there? I guess it doesn't mean the same thing as over here. Yeah. Wait, no. yeah Facebook it's, it's apologizes yeah. for deleting pink news content over what it what oh, wait, where? Which one's there's sorry? controversy on this picture here. Oh wait, no. <laughs> Which one's sorry? I didn't know. Hey, don't, oh yeah, yeah. Don't click my spotted dick. Fanny's faggots haven't gone down well after Google ban. <laughs> <laughs> Something something's going on here. Oh, it's weird. Fannies. This means something different. See on the uh, no, but see on the picture already. Yeah, yeah. It's up. That's what. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I was so scared for uh, your yeah, Google search when you did that. I was like, we're oh, gonna God. have to burn this computer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh wow! Learn Maybe. something every day. So that won't come up. That link. Sorry, which one? This one <laughs> that right link, here. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't. What's know what the story about. here? It's like looks like there's a scoop here. Fannies faggots haven't gone down well after Google bans advert. Mm. Oh, so Google banned it. An advertisement. Well, because look, it's like with gravy up there mm. for 15 bucks. Oh. 15 pounds. I guess it's a meat thing, huh? Interesting. It's like a meatball. Yeah, How long have you been doing this carnivore diet for? Look at that. Uh, right now. So I started in um, January. You remember Carnivore-ish I, diet. You remember when I started? I started in January. Um, World Carnivore Month? World Carnivore Month. Uh, and it was almost two years ago. So we're coming up on two years. It was... Uh, well, it was January, so now it's going to almost, we're almost into October. So a year and 10 months. Were you heavier? Like how much heavier were you than you were now? Not any heavier at all. Like really. So ever since maybe I- Maybe like 10 pounds? Yeah, maybe 10 pounds. So like ever since I started doing, I started doing keto and I was like 215 <clears throat> pounds, I think when I started. Yeah. But I was like 30% body fat. I just mm. kind of like- hit it kind of well i guess you know um because i never had my shirt off or anything yeah but i mean i just had no cuts at all i didn't have one like one ab one anything right Mm -hmm. and so um but i've completely like cut my body fat in half more than cut it in half and um only lost a little bit of weight but i think just kind of like reconstituted you recomped yeah Yeah, recomped and then um you know, and then fixed a bunch of injuries too, which is good. And so I still have now the goal is to like fix more injuries, like get in a little bit better shape, get a little bit leaner. Um, I basically want to get as lean as like somebody like Thomas DeLauer, where you basically just look good from every angle. Like yeah. It doesn't matter. And and I'm not there yet. Uh-huh. You know, I look good from some angles. Yeah. But I got to still crop and use a little a little bit of effects here and there, you know, mm-hmm. get the lighting right, you know? I like that too, like the way you did it, because a lot of people think like when they're trying to drop, it, it, even if they have higher body fat, they're like, I need to lose a lot of weight. You know, I just got to just drop weight. But some people end up, actually, there's a lot of people that end up like yourself where they'll end up at the same weight, you know, even if they've only dropped seven to 10 wow. pounds, but they're substantially leaner. It looks crazy just looking at it. Like, yeah, I, I don't realize it because I'm it. I'm the guy, but when you look at it, like how that, much did you weigh on like, the oh, left? Shit. Well, on the left, I'm about 247, I think, in those 
those times. I, I, for some reason, I would always land on about 247. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe and then a little what more. are you I, now, 290 or 190 rather? Um, <laughs> yeah, about 192 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so body weight some, wise, it's not a, it's it's not an, it's a definitely a, a good amount some of weight. Extra not, skin, you can see where I tore pecs and stuff like that. You know, oh. you could see all the battle scars of being an old man. But um, I think all that stuff's okay, and I think it's stuff that we have to embrace. And a lot of the reason, like I don't really love posting pictures with my shirt off and stuff, but I think it's a good. It's a good thing to, uh, that's what keeps me in check is like, mm-hmm. I got to post like at least once a week, like a selfie with my shirt off. So yeah. I like, I'm accountable for me. Right. Uh-huh. It's not really to try to brag or be like, Hey, look at me. It's just like, Hey, you guys can do all this shit too. And, and this is what I did. And yeah, it's just that, you know? Yeah. When I started getting in shape, um, from the old gym, um, I, I would take my shirt off a lot of the training sessions we did outside and it wasn't. It wasn't by any means to be like, I'm jacked, you know. It was more like, I'm a little fatter than I want to be still, and I'd like for this to come down. So it's almost like accountability. It's almost like a post on Instagram where it's like, this is the way I look, and I want to try to look better every week, so I'll just pop my shirt off. And each week I'd like to feel better about popping my shirt off. This is kind of crazy for me is like um, I started lifting because I wanted to be able to take my shirt off and from the time I was like 13 and I started getting chubby to the time I was 46, I never took my shirt off once in front of people. Not hmm. fucking once or 45 maybe. So I like, didn't even wear a tank top. No, I looked like shit and I couldn't figure it out. Hmm. And I lifted every day. I bench pressed 500 pounds and I couldn't figure it out. So when I tell people like war on carbs, this is it. It's like. I'm not fucking around. It's not bullshit. It's, it's I could not figure it out. Yeah. He had it figured out. He he was able to control his appetite. He was able to control things, but he was always in more control than I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I was somebody who was out of control. So when I say like the people that follow me are kind of like me, hopefully the people that follow me are the, the people that like, hey, they can't figure it out. They can't control themselves. And that's why I do end up putting people, a lot of people on a carnivore diet, but I also end up putting people on different diets because a lot of people will be attracted to what I'm doing, but yeah. they're just kind of misguided for themselves. They mm-hmm. think they're the same as me. And then I look at them and go, oh no, you need to gain weight, bro. Like you need to do yeah. it opposite way or whatever. Right. So, yeah. but you know, it's all like we, we talked about in the beginning, like this Instagram, like leveraging thing is like, I actually think um, without it, I like, who knows where I would be, you know, mm-hmm. like I actually put that much stake in it. It's uh, like, I, I need it. You know, I don't know if other people do, but I kind of need to uh, have that every day to be, be able to like keep driving myself to do this. Like, I think if I got up every day to lift and there was no Instagram, there would be a, it would be a different feeling. Really? Yeah, totally. Cause I love to lift and I love to train, mm-hmm. but I also, a lot, a lot of this is like, I got to go lift but I got a deadlift like 650 today because like I got to put up a good post, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there's, there is motivation be beyond what would normally be there. It's not like I wouldn't lift or I wouldn't train or I wouldn't yeah, do anything. Cause you've been doing this stuff before him. Instagram. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've been doing it before, but before I also wasn't broken. You know what I mean? Before uh, I was like a young kid with like the world in front of me and it's like, Oh, let's just power lift and let's just do this and that. And you know, now it's, it's different, you know? makes a lot of sense how how often do you think you let yourself like have i guess you know ben and jerry's or stuff like that every single week how often do you give yourself that little bit of a break probably like once every couple weeks probably like once every two weeks Mm -hmm. two three weeks i think like 
that's a good amount of time. Like I also think um, if I, I would cheat a lot less, the worse off I was. So yeah. like, I think like the further away you are from your goal, like if you have a hundred pounds to lose, you probably shouldn't cheat at all for like a year. Mm. You should just get focused and strict and just go nuts and dive in, you know, and go long term. And then after you go, like I did it, I did it though. I did a year, you know, I did a year on a carnivore diet and um, where I hardly cheated at all, hardly had anything that was even like off the plan or even close to it. And then um, the rest of it's been more enjoyable. Yeah. Does it still feel like, do you still feel like you're getting off of the diet though when you do that? Like, even though you know how to fit it in without it messing you up, it's not like you're having it every day. So do you still feel like yeah, when you like have it. that, it's a problem? I, I don't like it. I okay. actually, um, it only takes me one thing to get mad at myself and go back. Like I'll really want, you know, like if I go to the movies, like this was actually hard. We went to see a movie yesterday and I was dying the whole time. Like I just wanted to leave cause I, I wanted to eat. Like I, I have a hard time sitting there and not munching on something Wow. and there's not really anything. There's no like steak snack that you can sit there and munch on. I mean, people are like, Oh, well, bring beef jerky. It's just not the same. <laughs> like you're in a movie theater. You're like, you want fucking yeah. candy or you want popcorn or you want something like that. And I think it's okay to have that and cheat once in a while, but like kind of like really wasn't a cheat day. I knew we were going to have wings afterwards. So I was looking forward to the wings, but honestly, I just wanted to like, we were actually next to a wing stop. I wanted to go next to the wing stop next door to the wing stop and get a bunch of wings and bring them into the movie. Yeah. To, Cause I was like not even enjoying the movie. Cause I was just thinking about food oh, wow. the whole time. So thing, yeah, I have mental issues with food and I think that um, it's okay to bring that stuff up. Cause I think a lot of other people share that. So mm-hmm. I don't see nearly as many movies anymore because it puts me in a bad environment yeah. for myself. Cool. That's- and, uh, somebody had asked, I'm looking for the name. Um, uh, Tim Jenkins sin <laughs> asked how your hips have been doing now. I feel great. Yeah. You know, um, I, I've been doing a red light therapy with the juve light mm-hmm. that they sent us. Um, I've been doing that every day naked. Um, mm-hmm. hopefully that'll raise my, uh, testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. I have it here in the office. Everybody's been using it naked in my office. Yes. Uh, I think a lot of people have been using it on their balls because I went in there and there was a chair next to it before mm-hmm. and I, that kind of scared me. Well, if you find pubes on that chair, it was not in SEMA. And, 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 yeah, because I'm Manscaped. Oh, oh, there you go. And then also, yeah, also it's great because it's like a WWE chair. So you have to sit on yeah. a wrestler's face in order to sit on that chair. So that's kind of, I think it's face. A, AJ Styles. You sit right mm-hmm. on his face. Uh, I, I had mentioned this to you off air, but I got to mention it on air. But uh, Matt, uh, M base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Matt and boss. Yeah, okay. I'm boss. I'm, I'm sure. probably saying it wrong. Like I did. It sounded s- legit the way you yeah. said it. Okay. But he was saying he's like because I told him like you know you got to get the red light on your junk if you want it to like really help your testosterone. And he's like, why don't they make a red light underwear to- toilet bowl ring? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Because you're sitting there anyways, and so the red light would just be shining right on your sack. Hey. We can add I that to I think that's Mark's. something. I thought that was genius. Can add that to Mark's toilet. He's got those toilets that shoot the Futuristic, yeah. Bidets. I, don't know, I thought that was a great idea, though, because you're going to be there for a couple minutes anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, they should just make them all like that now. Yeah. What mm. movie did you go see? Ad Astra. Wasn't, wasn't very good. You it's, didn't, you it's, didn't go I'm watch surprised Rambo? you guys watched it's like, that. I, dude, I wanted to go see Rambo so bad. Nobody else wanted to see it. I, Ad Astra is like uh, getting put in a sleeper hold. Basically. Yeah, it wasn't very good. And then there's Hobbs and you Shaw, know. and you guys didn't see that one either? I haven't seen no. Hobbs and Shaw. I know that's going to be terrible. I wanted terrible, to see but... uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. Hobbs and Shaw's been out forever. What are you talking about? No, I thought it just came out again. again. Or not again, but like... It no, it's been out for like 
two months. It's been out for a minute. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That shows yeah. how much TV I watch. Well, Ram- Rambo's out. And then, you know what <laughs> movies I hear is great that's out is Hustlers. I heard that's great. It's about scores and uh, it's about a strip club and it's about the strippers going in <clears throat> J-Lo's in it. J-Lo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I hear that's actually a cool, badass movie. So I want to see that. Mm-hmm. I want to watch Rambo. I wanna, I'm going to go see Rambo. Last Blood? Come on. Yeah, me too. Is that what it's called? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we got this uh, question that rolled in, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to save it for future podcasts, but this is from uh, the guy's name is Tommy Gunn, 1999. So Speaking we'll, of Rocky Five. We'll, uh, yeah, I know. It, I know. I wonder, hey, if Tommy. I wonder if it's in reference <laughs> to that. <laughs> anyway, uh, he asked uh, you know, what I did before Super Training Gym and Slingshot, and all three of us can kind of chime in and talk about what we used to do before we got into some of this fitnessy stuff. And we'll save that for a future podcast. For now, it's all the time we got. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Boar, where can people find you? At Big Strong Fast on Instagram is uh, probably the best place to find me. And then all my films are on uh, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. You have Bigger, Stronger, Faster, Trophy Kids, Prescription Thugs, and A Leaf of Faith. And he's in the middle of working on a carnivore movie right now. And people can find uh, Mind Bullet, mindbullet.com backslash Chris Bell. And that'll save you some loot on some Mind Bullet, which is great for energy, focus, and getting going in the morning for your pre-workout. Catch you all later. Thank you.